Hello, this is Nathan Lott's Apple Thoughts, and this is Nathan Lott. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about shortcuts. Shortcuts started out as workflow, and then Apple bought them and integrated it into iOS and with Siri. Before, it was kind of confusing when Apple first started integrating Siri shortcuts. They had a separate section for Siri commands under settings Siri. And then they had the shortcuts app, which you could download from the app store if you didn't have it. In iOS 14, all of that is now built in and they are all combined into one area. So anything that you have a title for in shortcuts can be activated by Siri just by using that title. So you kind of have to think about how you want to title your shortcuts. The only downside to shortcuts is that it can have a pretty steep learning curve. Luckily, Apple provides a lot of ready-made shortcuts in their gallery section that you can add and even learn from if you start analyzing how they are made. There are some important settings for shortcuts. So if you go into the settings app and you go down to shortcuts, you may want to allow untrusted shortcuts. Basically this means allow to download shortcuts from other people that are not in the gallery. People that I'll talk about later like Matthew Casanelli or Federico Vitici. Another interesting setting is under settings, accessibility, and touch, there's something called backtap. And how that works is there are some basic system functions that you can do as well as run shortcuts, but you can double tap or triple tap to invoke these actions on the back of your phone. Shortcuts do not have to have a lot of steps, or they can have a whole lot of steps. For example, I have a maps shortcut that is just one action, and that is to get directions home. So if I'm lost somewhere, and I don't know how to get back to somewhere more familiar, I may use this get directions home shortcut. Federico Vitici is a shortcuts programmer and he does the maxstories.com website. He has written some amazing super shortcuts like MusicBot, which has 940 actions. Then there are automations. These are ways to trigger your shortcuts. So there are either personal automations or HomeKit automations. In personal, you have some triggers like maybe time, so at a certain time, perform this action. Or you can buy these NFC stickers from Amazon. And I have a pack of them. I put one in my car so that I can just tap my phone to the sticker and it will start shuffling all my playlist. I have another one by the mirror in my bathroom that if I tap the phone to it, it will open up a toothbrushing app, which is basically a countdown 
that counts how long I should be brushing my teeth. Other triggers include Bluetooth. So when I get into my car and it connects to the Bluetooth in my car, then it will automatically run a shortcut called Listen that I made that is basically a menu of different audio-related apps like the music app or MusicBot, which I've talked about earlier, or Audible or Overcast, my podcast player. So let me choose from a menu. Then there's battery levels. So if your phone gets below 50%, you can send a notification telling you that your iPhone has dropped below 50%. It can send you a text message or it could even speak to you. Another type of automation is HomeKit. And I talked about some of this in my HomeKit show. So for example, when I leave the house, the lights are supposed to come off. And when I get back home, the lights are supposed to come back on. I say supposed to because I don't think it works when I leave, but it definitely does work when I come home. Some of my favorite shortcuts are ones that I made with menus. So I talked about the listen one. In my listen shortcut, I've, I've created a menu item from scripting called choose from menu. And I have music, music bot, overcast, audible, playlists, and musicals. So I can just choose one from that menu and it runs. Some of these are links to other shortcuts like MusicBot or Playlist is a menu within a menu. So I've put a few playlists together that I like a whole lot and it serves me another menu when I, I tap on Playlist and it gives me about four or five options to choose from there. Other favorites include one that I use every time I go out to eat, which is Calculate Tip. That's one that I got from the gallery. On my Mac, I like to use Alfred to search for search within different websites like Wikipedia or YouTube or IMDb. So I decided to replicate that in shortcuts. It's a little bit different than on the Mac, but you have to use variables. So it starts with asking for text, and then it gets that text, searches the variable, or you set a variable called search, and insert in that into the URL, where the search term usually would be after you press return on a search item. So then it will open up to that URL on Safari. So I have search shortcuts for YouTube, Rotten Tomatoes, Wikipedia, App Shopper, Audible. And then one I got from Federico Vitici called Get Price of App Store App, which searches the App Store and finds the price. Since sometimes it's hard to get to because of the way the app store works. Once you buy it, you really can't see the price anymore. Finally, one more is books to read. And that adds, adds a book to a draft note 
so I type in the name of the book. It adds it to the draft note about books I want to read. A couple of sources for finding good shortcuts are Federico Vitici at maxstories.com. He has some amazing ones that he's written. Matthew Casanelli, who was on the workflow team, and then they were acquired by Apple, and he left shortly after. But he is heavily into shortcuts. There's Rosemary Orchard as well. And if you want to learn about shortcuts, David Sparks has a shortcuts field guide that is a great tutorial for how to learn shortcuts. One of the newest features in iOS 14 is folders for shortcuts. Finally, there's a way to organize. And that will wrap up a quick overview of what shortcuts is. And next I would like to go into my app of the week. I did create two videos on YouTube for the last two apps of the week, Controly, which lets you control your Mac using a game controller, and the New York Times crossword app, which I talked about last week. This week, my app of the week is Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R. It is an RSS reader for iOS and Mac. The iOS version is $4.99. The Mac is $9.99. It's really easy to add and organize subscriptions into folders. And it works with a lot of back-end RSS providers, including Feedbin, which is the one I use, InnerReader, Feedly, FeedWrangler, and several more. You don't really need a back-end provider if you don't want it synced between all of your devices, but I do want that, and that's why I've always gone with a back-end provider. I've gone, tried several of them, from Feedly to InnerReader and now Feedbin, and while there are other apps like NetNewsWire that only have one, one or two that you can choose from, I love that Reader gives you so many options. You can favorite articles, read all of them that are unread, or read them all. And Reader, another of my favorite features is that it gives you full text to articles. A lot of RSS feeds are truncated. And Reader does give you an, a button that you can press that will give you the full text. Finally, there are a lot of share options to share out your articles to others or to social media. And that is why I like Reader. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.